starts with just one voice that takes a stand that makes a choice to live for God and not hesitate to tell the world about amazing Up 
by it every knee while I sit and learn at Jesus' feet. I am free, yes, free indeed. It is joy unspeakable and full of glory, full of glory, full of glory. It is joy unspeakable and full of glory. All I have had never yet been told. I have found the pleasure I once craved. It is joy and peace within. What a wondrous blessing I am saved from the awful thought of sin. It is joy unspeakable and full of glory, full of glory, full of glory. It is joy unspeakable and full of glory. All the hat had never yet been told. Verse 3. I have found the hope so bright and clear, living in the realm of grace. Oh, the Savior's presence is so near. I can see his smiling face. It is joy unspeakable and full of glory, full of glory, full of glory. It is joy unspeakable and full just uh, come to you, Lord, this morning. Uh, we just ask that you just uh, fill our church with your spirit, Lord. You just be with our pastor as he preaches your message, Lord. Uh, be with all those that aren't able to be here, Lord, and give them safe travel. In Jesus' name we pray these things. Amen. 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 Now, we can have joy unspeakable because if you're a born-again child of God, one of these days you're going to see him. Amen. Amen. Oh, I want to see him. Him 415. Him 415. Oh, I want to see him. Sing along. Uh, as I journey through the land, singing as I go, pointing those cavalry to the crimson flow. Many arrows vex my soul from without within. But my Lord. Satan's snares may vex my soul, turn my thoughts aside. 
his face. Now there's nothing wrong with holding on to God's unchanging hand. There's nothing wrong about reaching for God's hand. But we never want to just look at at, at his hand because a a, a lot of times when we're looking at the hand, we're looking for God to give me something, right? Give me, give me, my name is Jimmy. (laughs) But when you look upon his face, amen, you know, when, when I got married to my wife, I took her by the hand. I held her hand. That was a precious moment. But it wasn't as precious as when I was standing before, before her looking in her face. We need to seek God's face. Amen? Amen. I have no idea where that came from. Let's go to verse number three. All oh, when the valleys, the mountain high, and behold my Savior there, leading in the fire, with a tender hand I stretch toward the valley low, guiding me. I can see as I onward go. Oh, I want to see him. Oh, I want to see him. Look upon his face. There to sing forever of his saving grace. On the streets of glory, let me lift my voice. Cares all past, home at last, ever to rejoice. Oh, when before me the billows rise from the mighty my Lord directs my bark, he does safely keep, and he leads me gently on through this world below. He's a real friend to me, oh, I love him so, oh, I want to see him look upon his face, there to see of his saving grace, on the streets of glory, let me lift my voice cares all past, home at last, ever, the last chorus, joys, oh, I want to see him look upon his face, there to sing forever of the saving grace, on the streets of glory, let me lift my voice, cares all past, home at last, ever to rejoice, amen.
Amen. Thank God for faith. Amen. For without faith, it's impossible to please God or to see Him in that matter. But thank God, one of these days we can we'll see Him face to face. But but today, people need to know who's on the Lord's side. Amen. So let's all stand if you would, and let's sing that hymn, hymn number five hundred. Who is on the Lord's side?
you may be seated. Welcome to Central Park Baptist Church. We're glad that you're here this morning. I want to welcome everybody and wish you a very happy Thanksgiving Day. Amen. This week is Thanksgiving, and I want to encourage you to share that with others. Just so you know, all I played on that piano was the put button that says play. Amen. But I was watching, and the, and the, it all lights up whenever a, a key gets touched. It lights it up. Man, it was really cool. I could have played it, but I probably would have been too slow. But uh, uh, anyway, I just thought I'd let you know that. Amen. If you're a visitor here, your first-time visitor, and you did not receive a visitor card, if you raise your hand right now, one of our ushers will come to you and give you a visitor card and a pen. That pen is a gift from us to you. If you'll take that visitor card and fill it out, meet me in the foyer after the service. Um, I'll exchange it for a gift bag. Amen? Exchange your visitor card for a gift bag. We're awful glad that you came today. We'll have more announcements at the end of the service, and welcome to Central Park Baptist Church. Amen. No, Brother Shelton today was reading over in uh, 2 Samuel chapter 7, and he was uh, talking about David and, and, and his house. You know, David wanted to build the temple for the Lord, and uh, he had the right heart. Uh, God blessed him, but God did not allow David uh, to build his house for him. But because he had a right heart and a contrite spirit, God turned around and said, you know, David, I'm not going to let you build my house. But Brother, Brother uh, Shelton said, but I'm going to build you a house. Right, right, and it was right. simply because of David's heart uh, right. that God began to bless him. And, you right. know, it's the same way today when we give an offering to God. Yes, yes. Uh, you know, God sometimes, listen, all he wants from us is to have a willing heart, a right. contrite spirit, and right. to be obedient to him. Yes, yes. And it's amazing what God will do for you. Amen. Uh, when you do that, so go yeah. back and read Second Samuel, Second uh, Samuel chapter seven, and and uh, and just see. And God said, "Prove me now herewith yeah. that I'll not open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that there'll not be room enough uh, to receive it." So let's have a good offering this morning, and may God bless you as you give. Dear Father, help us, Lord, today, and I pray God that Your hand would be upon us. Thank you for our people, Lord, today, their faithfulness. But I'm thankful today for the spirit of almighty God that dwells in this place, dwells in the hearts of people today. And Lord, I pray, God, that you'd have your will and way in every heart that's here this morning. Please speak to our hearts, Lord. Bless this offering. Bless the gift and the giver, and we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. If you have an offering, you please come. If you're able to rise one more time, we'd like to stand up for Jesus. Amen. Amen. 
<laughs> hymn 502. I hope that's the right hymn. Hymn 502. Stand up for Jesus. We'll do the first and last verses of hymn 502. Amen. Sing along. I'll stand up. Stand up for Jesus. We soldiers of the cross. Lift high his royal banner. It must not fifth grade and under, children fifth grade and under, you're now dismissed for junior church. I believe the Korean ministry is dismissed for Korean church. The rest of you, please greet each other as we prepare for this morning's special. Shout it. Oh, my Lord. 
guess I ought to know. Yes, I know that Jesus saved me. and saved my soul. Cleansed and made me whole. Took away my heavy burden. Took away my sin. Gave sweet peace within. Satan can't make me doubt. He can't make me doubt it. That's why I'm gonna shout it. Oh, my Lord, I guess I ought to know. Oh, my Lord, I guess I ought to know. Amen. Amen. Matthew chapter 5. I like the high notes. <laughs> Matthew chapter 5. I'm um, going to begin reading in verse 1. We'll read down through verse 12. Matthew chapter 5, beginning in verse 1. If you're able, if you please stand in reading, uh, in honor of reading the Word of God this morning. And again, found your place, amen. I didn't hear it very good. Amen. Oh, that's not enough. Found your place, amen. amen. Okay, good. And seeing the multitudes, he went up into a mountain, and when he was set, his disciples came unto him, and he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. And now get the, I underlined that in my Bible, because only those that hunger and thirst after righteousness are going to be filled, not anybody else, okay? And blessed are they. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are ye when men shall revile you and persecute you and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceeding glad, for great is your reward in heaven, for so persecuted they the prophets which were before you. Father, I pray, God, that you'd help us this morning and help me, Lord, as I preach. I pray, God, that it'll not be me, but Lord, it'll be you through me, Lord. I just want to be a vessel, Lord. Empty me of me and fill me with you and help me, God, to say those things that you'd have me to say. I pray for the unction of the Spirit of God this morning. Lord, not just in me, but Lord, I pray that you'd manifest yourself in this place, Lord, and uh, that we'll listen to you today, God, not to me, but listen to you through the presence of the still, small voice of the Holy Spirit. Speak to our hearts. Bless the reading of your word in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Now, if you didn't know this, I'll just remind you that, that the lost world does not understand you if you're saved. Okay? I mean, they do not. Because if you're saved, you live on a higher plane than lost folks. Or you ought to be living on a higher plane than lost people. Uh, and, and the lost people, they just cannot comprehend that. And if you look in verse 11 here, notice what the Bible says. It says, blessed are ye when men shall revile you. That word revile, it means to persecute. It means to drive away. It means to be rid of or, or not wanted. And you know, I want you to understand this, that it, don't worry and don't fret it when the lost world or this uh, 
this society tries to shove you away as a child of God. Don't worry about that. You know, we too often, as a, as a saved, born-again child of God, we, we sometimes get fearful and worried because we're not accepted. Wait a minute, don't do that. You know, that's like, that's like putting a square peg in a round hole. Uh, don't force the issue because God said that's okay. He said you're blessed. Because, listen, all this is going to happen if you're saved. It's just a matter of time. It's not if, it's just when. And they will. The world and the lost will drive you away. And listen, I'd rather be driven away than be comfortable around lost people. I mean, if you can get around lost people and be comfortable, something's wrong. Amen. Y'all say amen. Um, But when they do drive you away, listen, don't despair. I mean, don't. Give up this ship because God gives us his promise to persecution in the same verse. Look at the first part of verse 11. He said, blessed are ye. I mean, God will give you abiding peace. He'll give you love, joy, regardless of happiness. Listen, God will give you these things. And watch this and understand that this, these things don't come from the power of positive thinking. They come through persecution. Now, that we don't want to hear that. But if we get joy and if we have peace, listen, God says, blessed are you. You're going to receive joy and peace and, uh, and those things, listen, only when we are persecuted for the sake of Christ. Yeah. Amen. Verse 12, notice what it says. In all this reviling, the, the verse says, rejoice and be what? Be that, let me get, that's this audience participation time. It says, rejoice and be Yep, are you? Now think about it. Uh, David, if you read about him, he was exceeding glad in Psalms. And the Bible tells us that he danced unto the Lord. Now that word dance there means to spin and turn. And David jumped with joy. But now watch this. That's where people get get the idea that it's okay to dance. No, it is not. Uh, that's another sermon. I'll just throw this in here. But this, understand this, that it, he, he didn't do it in the places that dancing takes place today. And he did it unto the Lord. Now, if you can dance unto the Lord and do it in the places where it takes place, then more power to you. But I can promise you that the Spirit of God is not going to be around Amen. Yeah, I know I didn't get a lot of amens, but it's still the truth. Amen. Amen. David was not just fairly pleased. He wasn't happy. No, the Bible says he was exceeding glad. And we as Christians need to live that kind of joy and live it today. Now, right today. Listen, we need to understand that, that, that the world needs to see Christians who... Uh, who are joy-filled. And, and listen, and that joy in us is a manifestation of God's presence in us. Yeah. Listen, Christians, too many today walk around, uh, uh, you know, look like we've been beat to death. We, I mean, our jaws down here. We, I mean, our, our, our you know, our, our faces turned down. Listen, relax your face a little bit and smile. Serious, it takes less, less muscles in your face to smile than it does to frown. I mean, folks come to church and they look like, I mean, real, listen, when we get in the church, we ought to, even in the parking lot, it's like, man, 
I'm, I'm at the church. You know, I am getting, I'm coming in here where the Spirit of God is. I'm coming in here around, around my brothers and sisters in Christ. And, and listen, by the time we hit the door, we ought to have a smile on our face and be exceeding glad that we're here in this place around God's people. Um, but oftentimes that's not the way, but it ought to be. I mean, David was exceeding glad. And we today as Christians, we can live that today. No matter what, we can still live that way. Uh, God wants his children to exhibit the joy that he alone can give. But remember, now watch this, some of those things come only from persecution. And sometimes it comes from the most unlikely places. In fact, sometimes, and I, I, I mean, I, I'm not speaking about here in this place. It ought not to. And if it does, we'll try to fix it. But sometimes reviling comes from the pew. Yeah. Sometimes it comes from acquaintances or even from friends. But we as Christians today need to stand in the gap, as Scripture says, and make up the hedge that, so that the lost world can see Christ in us. We need to tell them that Christ is risen and, and, and sits at the right hand of the Father. Listen, he is alive today. In fact, turn to Matthew chapter 28. Matthew chapter 28, uh, and look in verse 1 through 7, it says, In the end of the Sabbath, as it began to dawn toward the first day of the week, that that be today? Y'all still here say amen. amen. Sabbath is on a Saturday. We on the first day of the week. Yeah. Amen. So they came to the sepulcher on the first day of the week, came Mary Magdalene and the other Mary to see the sepulcher, and behold, there was a great earthquake, for the angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat on it. Now, I thought that, I mentioned that a while back, that that, that was just a neat thing. Listen, the Lord was already gone. The, the stone was rolled away just so that people could see that he was gone. And just to let us know that, 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 listen, that God was the one in control, that the angel of God just sat on the, on the stone just to let, him know, let's, let us know that, listen, I, I, we got this. Man's not in control. Listen, and so he, he just, the angel just sat on it. His countenance was like lightning and his raiment white as snow. And for fear of him, the keepers did shake and became as dead men. And the angel answered and said unto the women, Fear not ye, for I know that ye seek Jesus, which was crucified. Oh, here it is. Look at verse 6. He's not here. Why? Did he, did he go so? No, he's risen. Nobody came and stole him. He, you know, he didn't just pass out and, 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 you know, as some say, well, they didn't really kill him. He was just passed out in there. Well, listen, I'm telling you, that's a miracle in and of itself. They beat him to half to death. They beat him with a cat of nine tails. Listen, they stripped the beard from his face. They stabbed him with a spear. They, uh, they, what, they nailed him to a cross. And then they put him in this tomb. You know, he's just passed out in there. Follow me? And then they rolled a stone that probably weighed at least a ton over the front of the door in, a, in an incline that was like this. It was down in a little swell, if you will. And then they posted all these soldiers that were trained to guard about a six-foot space. And listen, they put all these guys out there uh, just to keep him in. But listen, guess what? I, evidently, he was pretty stout. They didn't really beat him almost to death. But he, listen, in his own strength, he came out of there. He rolled that stone away. He beat up them soldiers, and he's still living. 
Now, wait a minute, wait. I, why, you see what we're saying? Yeah, but, I, but I'm here to let you know that, listen, unless he died, right. we're in trouble. Listen, he died a sacrifice for the souls of men, women, boys, and girls. And he, he appeased a holy and a righteous God. Amen. And on the third day, the morning of the first day of the week, guess what? He got up. Amen. And he tells us right here. He's not here for he's risen. Amen. Come see the place where they laid him. And, so, and go quickly and tell his disciples that he's risen from the dead. And behold, he goeth before you into Galilee. And there, oh, look at that. See how you see him. Lo, I've told you. I'm telling you, uh, if there's no resurrection, then the Great Commission is useless. I mean, and I want to show you some things this morning that we ought to be exceeding glad today because... One, the Lord is risen from the dead. And two, because we are saved, born again, children of God. Amen. Look in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse 10. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse 10. Keep your Bible handy. Uh, it says, And with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish, because they receive not the love of the truth, that they might be saved. First thing I want you to understand, folks, is truth is stronger than falsehood. There are only two ways today, only two, right, right, and wrong. Only two. And by the way, uh, listen, about and almost are always wrong. You follow me? Listen, if you come to a stream that's 10 feet wide, and I mean, you're, you are a jumping machine, and you're thinking, man, I'm going to clear this with no problem, and you run as hard as you can, and you jump, and listen, you jump eight feet. Man, you're standing off over there all wet in the water, and you're saying, man, look at that. I'm telling you, I made it. I almost made it. I jumped eight. Listen, well, you didn't make it. You might as well just jumped in right there. Why? Because you didn't make it. Almost didn't get you to your destination. Amen. Why? Because almost does not work. You cannot almost be faithful. You cannot almost read your Bible. You cannot almost tithe. Amen. And you cannot almost be a Christian. I'll give you I'll give you a Bible for it. If you remember Felix, he was talking to Paul and Paul was telling him about the Lord and sharing with him the gospel. And Felix said to Paul, Paul, almost persuadest thou me to become a Christian. Listen, I'm letting you know that unless Felix trusted Jesus Christ as his Savior, he died in his sin and went to a devil's hell. You cannot almost be saved. Why? Because truth is absolute. 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 7. It says, men are ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. But today, um, probably the majority of people are far from the truth, far from Christ. And Jesus said in John eleven thirty five, he said, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And here it is, and whosoever, that's me and you, amen, whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Listen, truth is stronger than falsehood. 
Resurrection is stronger than falsehood. As a young preacher, D.L. Moody was called on to preach a funeral service one day on uh, kind of out of the blue, and he hunted all through the four Gospels to find one of the Lord's funeral sermons, but listen, he preached in vain. And you know, when I got to thinking about that, listen, the Lord Jesus, he preached a lot of sermons, but he never one time ever preached a funeral sermon. Amen? I mean, you know why? He broke up every funeral he ever went to. Amen? I mean, uh, listen, uh, that's why some churches are dead, because they didn't let the Lord come around. Listen, I'm thankful today that the Lord is alive and well, and if we'll allow him to be alive and well here in this place, and he will manifest himself in a great way. It's not up to me to make this service alive. It's up to you. Amen. Now, don't fall out on me now. Listen, uh, death can't exist where Christ is. And when the dead heard his voice, they sprang to life. Listen, the Bible says that, that the Lord, he says, I come to give life and I come to give it how? More abundantly. Listen, God, he gives us a living salvation. Present yourselves as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Listen, it'd be good for us if we acted like we're alive every once in a while. Amen. 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 Now, if somebody comes around and starts poking on you, you know, and saying, you know, hey, you know, are you all right? You know, wait a minute. Then something we ought to just say, hey, get back away from me. I'm okay. And when we come to a worship service like this, we ought to be thankful that we are in a place where the Spirit of God dwells and that He is alive. Why? Because truth is stronger than falsehood. Number two, good is stronger than evil. Good has only one enemy, and that enemy is evil. But evil has two enemies, good and self. You see, it's always easier to tear down than it is to build up. You never do wrong. You've heard this before. You never do wrong to do right. Amen. You must always choose to do the right thing. Always. Um, You know, I don't care what TV sitcoms try to tell us today about immorality. Uh, I really don't care what TV or society tells us about the family. I do not care what, what society has tried to do and redefine the family and marriage. Yes, all I care about is what God says. Yes, I said, all I care about is what God says. Amen. All you ought to care about today is what God says. Amen. Listen, you, you say, well, how, where at? Well, in this inerrant, I just wrote some words, in, in this inerrant, let me put my glasses on, Uh, indisputable, incontestable, inerrant, inspired, infallible word of Almighty God. Right here. This is all we need to care about today. When it comes to the things of God, listen, and the things of this life, we can go to the answer book and we can find out what God says about a matter. Listen, it's okay to get wise and godly counsel. God says to seek godly counsel. But listen, we need to go to those who will give us that kind of counsel. But we still cannot allow the counsel of even godly men to usurp the authority over the word of Almighty God. Amen. Amen. Good is stronger than evil. 
We need to live for the long run. Too many folks today are living for the day. Because, I mean, you know, but listen, folks, you ought to know as well as I do, this is not all there is. It's not about today. It's about the long run. Listen, just just as truth is stronger than falsehood, good is stronger than evil, and the people of God must do what's right in the eyes of Almighty God. Israel got in trouble. You go and read it. It says they did that which was right. In their own eyes. They got in trouble as a, re, uh, as, as a result of that. The Bible also says there is a way that seemeth right unto a man. But the ends thereof are death. Well, what's God telling us? He's telling us to live right. Do not accommodate evil in any way, shape, or form. Listen, don't do that. Don't compromise. Uh, too many Christians today have compromised the truth of the word of God in how we live. Amen. Listen, good is stronger than evil. And you say, man, it sure looks like today. Well, wait a minute. We're not through yet. Amen. Number three, love is stronger than hate. Somebody said this, and I like this. Hating someone is like burning down your own house in order to get rid of a rat. (laughs) Makes sense, don't it? I mean, we live in a day where people seem to thrive on gossip. Uh, They thrive on bad things that happen to other people or just downright hatred. Um, But folks, hatred has never changed. You know why? Because people have never changed. Human nature is the same. The more things change, the more they stay the same. But hatred has not changed. They hated Christ probably more then than they do now. But I'm thankful that the Bible tells us, listen, that even in the midst of all the hatred, when the Lord was on this earth, watch, and while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Why did he do that? Because love is stronger than hate. Love has never been more concentrated than on the cross where the Lord Jesus Christ died for our sin. You say, well, why did Christ die on the cross? Because love is stronger than hate. Why did Christ, while hanging on the old rugged cross, say, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do? Why did he say that? Because love is stronger than hate. You can hate for a lot of reasons, but you can't hate somebody for loving you. John 31, 3, it says, I have loved thee with an everlasting love. John 3, 16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Romans 5, 28, it says, But God commendeth his love toward us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. 1 John 3, 1, it says, Beloved, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God Man, listen, I don't get it. I don't understand why the king of kings, a sinless son of God, would clothe himself in this flesh, walk this earth for 33 years, and all he wanted to do was try to help people. All he wanted to do was try to show them the way to have eternal, everlasting life. They hated him for it. They buffeted him. They spit on him. Uh, They tried to kill him on several occasions. I mean, he was just trying to help. Remember, 
what hate is? Burning down your own house to go get rid of a rat. They hated the Lord. They crucified him for it. There's a song that was sung by uh, old uh, Johnny Flanagan, uh, an old uh, country guitar player called of God, wrote a song, and it said the first verse, I love, I love you and I'll prove it at the top of the hill. And that's just exactly what he did. Listen, when Christ was laid in that borrowed tomb, I can think, think about it. I can just see all the demons and the imps of hell. They stood there while the Christ haters and all the Christ rejectors, uh, they'd begin to clamor that victory was theirs. Man, I can see them as see the imps of hell as they, they laid him there in that borrowed tomb and, and they rolled that seal, that stone over the door and they sealed that stone with the signet of the king and and then not only that, but I can see them moot rubbing their hands together. And as the soldiers took their places outside of that tomb, and, and as the priests and everybody standing around there thinking, man, he is done for. Yeah. We got him. Listen, think about it. Those people there, they're not like us today. Right. Listen, they didn't have the complete word of God. They didn't, they didn't read the end of the story. They didn't, listen, they just had to take the Lord's word for it. And some of them, listen, they, some of them despaired as a result of him being crucified on the cross. Yeah. Peter said, I'm going fishing. Yeah. I mean, they put him in there and the end of the first day, can you think about it? I mean, the disciples are, man, they thought, men they're coming after us. They're going to kill us too. And they hid. And they, they began to think, man, he said he was going to come back. Where, where is he? The imps of hell, they're still thinking, man, it's into the first day and, 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 and halfway through the second day. And everybody's thinking, man, I just, I just knew it was him. I mean, all the things that he did, he, he raised, I, I was there when he raised Lazarus from the dead. Yeah. I mean, I was there when he healed the sick, made the lame man to walk. I, I, I saw that all happen, but where, he, where is he? Satan thought, man, he got it, he, we got it made. But on the morning of the third day, yeah. something started to take place. Amen. You know what happened? Just like Jesus said. Jesus rose from the dead. The stone of the tomb was rolled away. Listen, Christ arose triumphant over hatred, over evil, over sin and death. You know why? Because love is stronger than hate. You know, it would be good for people today to try that. Man, folks are so hateful, mean-spirited. I mean... um, we get angry at the smallest things. Do we not? Come on. We let things bother us. Be careful. Uh, your testimony is showing. Be careful. Listen, the world needs to see uh, Christian people filled with the Spirit of God and, and filled with the love of God. Listen, I understand what, what's going on in the world today, but we, and we can still stand for the right thing, but, but we don't have to be hateful about it. Love is stronger than hate. And the Lord proved it. When he was there on the cross, you remember what he said? Listen, even the soldier that 
plunged a spear into his side. Listen, the Lord was talking about him when he said, Father, forgive them. You know, if somebody spit in your face, would you say that? If somebody was over there beating you half to death with the cat of nine tails, would you say, forgive them. Father, it's okay. Um, I came for this. You know why I did it? Love stronger than hate. Let me ask you something. Have you done anything that that would make uh, God not love you? I've given God all kinds of reasons why he ought not love me. But you know what? And while I was yet a sinner, he died for me. And you know what? He didn't just die for me, but when I said, Lord, be merciful to me, a sinner, Lord, I'm lost, I'm going to hell. Would you please save me? You know what he said? Done. It's finished. And he took the Lamb's Book of Life and he wrote my name right in it. And it's still there today. It'll be there for eternity. Nothing can get it out. You know why he did that? Because love's stronger than hate. Yeah. But notice one more thing. Life is stronger than death. If you ever drive out here in the parking lot, you know, when they put this down out here, they, years ago, they ground up all of the old asphalt and they mixed Portland cement with it. Mixed it all up and put it right back down. Watered it with, with all kinds of water. And then they put an inch and a half of new asphalt right on top. I mean, it was pretty. I mean, have you ever seen, uh, to me, when, we, when they do this parking lot out here and they seal it, I'm telling you, and the cracks are all covered in, that thing is black, new striping, I'm tell, I think that is awesome, that's pretty. But when they did all this out here, and I'm thinking, man, that thing is solid, I mean, like concrete. And then about a month later, you walk around out there, and I'm thinking, what is that? You know what it is? It's a weed. A weed has found its way up through, the, up through that concrete and up through that asphalt. And, and I'm thinking, man, what in the world? I thought nothing can grow in that. You know what happened? Life is stronger than death. I'm here to let you, listen, and I am glad today that, watch this, that death could not keep my Lord and my Savior in a tomb. Why? Because life is stronger than death. Listen, I'm here to let you know today as a saved, born again, child of God, listen, one of these days we are as good as in heaven today. Why? Because life is stronger than death. And the Bible says, listen, when we leave from this place and go to heaven, listen, when we get saved, that the Bible says we have eternal, everlasting. What, what's that word? Life. Are y'all alive? Amen. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm thankful that life is stronger than death. Yep. Listen, no matter what this world does to the Lord, he will forever live and forever reign. And I'm glad that I serve a God that one day will claim the victory over everything. Amen. Um, you know, I, I, there's often times I, I don't like to lose, period. Right. <laughs> but it sure seemed like we're 
we're way back in the things of God these days. You know, it, it, we showed a video here a while back of David Waddle, a miler. I think it's back in the 70s. Look him up. Always wore a hat. I mean, the, the, the gun sounded. The pack took off. We, we played it in here. I may play it again one day. And I mean, they took off. And he, I, I guarantee you, he was probably the width of this building just about behind everybody else. And I thought, and I always like to watch him run. And you're thinking, this guy, man, really? Did, I mean, how did he get in this race? I mean, he's so far back, there ain't no way. I mean, the first two laps, he might have made up about half this room from everybody else. And I'm thinking, man, this guy will never make it. You know, what a loser. I mean, really? But then the third lap, you could see him. I mean, well, at the end of the third lap, he had caught up with the pack. And I'm thinking, hey, this guy's, he's, he's, kinda, he's moving. Yeah. I mean, and then into the fourth lap, you can see him. He's in the middle of the pack. And now, you know what I'm doing? Hey, man, come on, Dave, you can make it, man. You're going to do okay. You know, with the first of the race, I'm thinking, man, what a loser. You know, this guy's there. I don't even know how he got in this stuff. I mean, he's supposed to be good. That's how, well, where is he? But now, here he is coming around the, the last turn, man, and you can see him moving. All you can see is his hat. I mean, he's just part of the crowd except for the hat. And, man, the next thing you know, you can see him moving. Now he's about 100 yards or so from the finish line. He's moving up. Now he's about fourth or fifth place, and you can see him coming. And, and now I'm on the edge of my seat going, run, Dave, hey, man, run. I think you're going to make it. And by the time he crossed the finish line, he won by about this much. Listen, today, you know where we are, it seems like in society, we are way behind the pack. Don't quit running. I'm here to let you know today that life is stronger than death. I'm here to let you know today that the Lord Jesus Christ, one of these days a trump of God's going to sound and we will win the race. It's about time though that Christians started acting like they're alive and, and let the world see Christ in us. But the one reason that we do not, listen is because that they haven't first died. You see, John 12, 24 says, except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abideth alone. But if it die, it bringeth forth much fruit. Um, too many Christians today are abiding alone and not bearing any fruit because they won't let the love of Christ live in them. I mean, you're not anywhere close to living until you first turn your life over to God. A preacher asked this question once. He said, what have you done today that nobody but a Christian would do? I mean, do you want to live? I mean, I'm not talking about wake up in the morning and go to, go to work. I mean, I'm talking about do you want to have abundant life? Do you want to have the kind of exceeding gladness today and joy no matter what 
happens and no matter what kind of circumstances happen in your life, you want to have that? Then you first got to die. Yeah. To self. Self has to become at least number two. Maybe number three. Maybe number four. But Christ has to be number one in everything. Everything. Listen, um, blessed are they. Blessed are ye when men shall revile you and persecute you and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceeding glad for great is your reward in heaven. We're not home, but we're going one day. I'm ready. Honestly, I mean, I'm, I just soon go. Um, my family still, most of my family still here, uh, but listen, um, you know, but I'd still rather be in heaven than be here. There's nothing here that's keeping me except for God says I'm not through with you yet. So he says while you're here, you just die to yourself and let me work my plan in your life. Same thing for you today. Listen, would you, would you let him have his way? Would you let him have his plan in your life? And no matter what it is, uh, listen, walk it. Remember, we talked about that last week. Jericho, they didn't understand. So you know what their job was to do? Keep walking. They didn't know why they had to walk again the second day. But their job was to keep walking. Listen, I want to encourage you today. Keep walking. Keep trusting God. Keep living for Him. If you're here this morning and you're not saved, then that's your first step is trusting Jesus Christ as your Savior. If you're here and you're saved, but you haven't been living for Him like you ought to, then listen, you need to come today and say, Lord, here am I. Use me. I want to just die to self. Accept accept the seed of a corn falling to the ground and die. It cannot bring forth any fruit. Same with you and me today. Listen, God is waiting for you to die to self so he can use you. So what, listen, so what have you done in this week that only a Christian would do? Have you done anything? If not, then you ought to come and say, Lord, I need you to help and strengthen me to be the kind of Christian that I'll show some fruit for the things that you'd have me to do. Father, help us, Lord. God, I'm thankful today that life is stronger than death. And Lord, I'm thankful today that you're the giver of that life. Lord, that, that the life that you give is going to last until you die. And Lord, we know that you are eternal. God, I pray that you'd help us, Lord, to live for you. Lord, help us to understand that love is stronger than hate, that truth is stronger than false. And God, I pray that you'd help us to be the kind of Christian, Lord, today that we can be exceeding glad. Lord, I pray that you'd help us to be the kind of Christian, Lord, that will live for you every day of our life. And God, that we will allow you to have first place, preeminent place in our lives today. So strengthen us, Lord, this morning. Give this invitation, Lord, today because I cannot move in hearts. Lord, if there's somebody here that's lost, I pray, God, they'll come trust you as Savior. 
because it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. While we stand and while Brother Shelton sings.